Stuck in an unfamiliar land, the Africans were forced into slavery on the cusp of the Civil War and were freed after the South was defeated. Although they received their freedom, they had no way of returning home. The survivors pooled their resources and purchased the land north of Mobile now known as Africatown. The stories of the survivors have been passed down through oral traditions and live within their descendants in Africatown to this day. Legendary author Zora Neale Hurston's book Barracoon, The Story of the Last Black Cargo, finished in 1931 but not published until 2018, is a key piece of the documentary. In the nonfiction book, Hurston conducts a series of interviews with Kudjo Lewis, first known as Ayuel Kasula. He was the last living survivor of the Clotilda when Hurston met him in 1927. But these histories have been passed down in other ways, such as grandparents telling grandchildren stories of their grandparents. I followed Hurston to the letter of the law with her methodology and the way that she collected field work, Kern Jackson, co-writer of Descendant and director of the African American Studies Program at the University of South Alabama, told HuffPost about the research conducted to create the documentary. But, residents of Africatown, they did it the old-fashioned way. That was braiding hair on the front porch. Understand that is serious science, too. Descendant showcases rare footage of Kudjo Lewis and his life in Africatown, alongside VHS clips of the community in the 1990s. Jackson can be seen in the documentary playing several videotapes, but the film shows only a snapshot of the academic research involved, he poured through dozens of first-hand interviews of descendants of slaves. The thing about the oral record is that it persists, he told Huff, Post. We play around with terms like storytellers and griots, but they are active in what they do. And when they do it very well, the things they have to say go beyond their lives. Joycelyn Davis, one of the descendants who still lives in Africatown and a prominent figure in the film, understands the rare position she and other residents are in due to the notoriously difficult process African Americans face in tracing their ancestry. But those curious about the past should start now. There are a small percentage of African Americans that can trace their roots directly back to the ship that they were on. We're blessed to be able to do that, but everyone else is not, she explained. I would encourage young people to sit at their elders' feet and ask questions, how did grandma meet grandpa? Where's grandpa's farm? Writing family memoirs and doing your own documentary of your family. Growing up in Africatown as a child, I always thought that every neighborhood had a chemical plant or a lumberyard next to it because that's all I knew, Davis continued. The soot would just fall into the playground, on your clothes, everything. Clearly absent from the documentary is any statement or interview from the Muir family, who descended from the wealthy steamship owner who brought the enslaved Africans to America. Brown made multiple attempts to reach out to the family. It turns out when something is about reparations and justice, you know, maybe they don't want to be in that film, the director said. This content was originally published here.